flashes of Survivor Girls, I didn't see you there. Welcome to another edition of the Creepin' Real Horrorcast. I'm your host, Meg. Yeah, yeah, ooh, my, da, da, do, I, do, I, do, my name's Lunchbox, yeah, yeah. That was like my Nickelback inversion of just, <laughs> my Chad Kroger coming out. Nice. Yikes. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So don't How you fret, doing, guys. Don't fret, everybody. You are in the right place, even though it probably doesn't sound like you are. And that will make sense shortly. Um, so we've, we're starting a new month. Welcome to the month of November. Hope everyone survived Halloween without the sugar tummy ache. Um, you know what? No, I hope everyone got a sugar tummy ache because then that means that it was the best. It's it, the one day out of the year that I'm okay wearing a mask. <laughs> so, anywho, before we get into it, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, if you haven't done it yet, like, share, subscribe, comments, any and all five-star reviews are appreciated on iTunes, and I think Spotify does them too. Um, also, we do this at, at, usually at the end, but I've decided to tack it on the beginning because sometimes I forget. Uh, join us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and slasher at creepinitreal, R-E-E-L as a movie reel. And you can also email us at creepinitreal.cm at gmail.com if you want to participate in any way, offer movie suggestions, or we're always looking for sponsors if you just want to get your product or name or whatever out there. Just hit us up and we'll see what we can do for you. I don't mind whoring myself out for a little bit. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a capitalist hosky. Um, so uh, this week we're doing this week. I hopefully going forward we're gonna do things a little bit different. So when we do our skull ratings at the end, um, normally we give either a whole number or a half number. So it's like a three or three and a half. Going forward, you're gonna hear things probably a little bit different, and you might hear some wonky numbers. Up until this point, what we've been doing is we've been giving sort of an overall score on how we felt about the movie. Well, Craig and I were chatting not too long ago, and we came up with a grading rubric criteria kind of thing, where we're basing it off of like four or five, maybe, I think it's like five or six different categories, and then we just average it all together, and that is our skull rating for the end of the movie, so that way it's less pulling it out of our ass and more actual based on something yeah so. and and that way it also makes it a little bit more of a scientific method instead of it just a lunchbox method where it's just pulling it out of my ass and there you go tacos um i mean so and testing it out the first couple times where we went back through some of our older movies and we were like okay let's rate these movies and go based off of uh, our these five criterias it worked out, and it kind of put it in the same thing. So we're still going to have our overall skull rating, but we're going to have many skull ratings. We're not going to bother sharing. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't need to worry about the details. We're still giving you our overall feelings at the end of it, just letting you guys know the numbers are going to sound kind of funky going forward because we are actually basing it on something instead of just feelings. So this week, moving on. Lunchbox's pick. We have our first movie. Zombies, zombies, zombies. Zombies, zombies, zombies. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So, well, that's what I was hoping we were going to say with the, the monster truck voice, but... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's start back over then. Okay, good, good. And this month, it's Zombies, Zombies, Zombies. Craig's pick. There we go. So, I wanted to go with a movie that I have not seen before. Uh, 
and I, I'm pretty good on my zombie films. I try to keep up with them as much as I possibly can. And this one uh, has been on my radar, uh, and it's been on my list kind of in the same uh, vein as what Cooties was, where I just kind of just put it aside and said, oh, I'll get to it later, and then never do, because that's just... That's that, how you operate, man. That's just how I live. Um, right. And so I went with Little Monsters, and I'm pretty sure you clicked on the damn episode, so you know what the hell you're talking about. Um, but it's... Uh, nah. Well, you know we have listeners going in blind. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if you're just clicking on it and, and going through, you know, good on you, but, I mean, you, you know, you saw, you saw the title. So, Little Monsters uh, is definitely one that I was very surprised about and very happy that it it, it exists. <laughs> For, For sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Little Monsters was released on October 11th, 2019. So, FYI, guys, this, is, this movie's only about a year old. We are spoiler-friendly. Yep. Just a reminder. So, if you're like, oh my god, it's a new movie... Shut it off. Put a pause button on this thing. Come back later after you watch it. Go watch it. It's on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. I think exclusively on Hulu. And then, yeah, it's it's there you go. Right. Bob's I, your uncle. I can't say that this movie was released in the 70s, so shame on you for not watching it. Um, it was written and directed by Abe Forsyth. It stars Lupita Nyong'o as Miss Caroline. Alexander England as Dave. Josh Gad as Teddy McGiggle. <laughs> and Diesel LaTaraca as... Felix. What an awesome name. For a cute little kid. He's a Say it again. Dor- Diesel LaTaraca. It's Max Power. Remember, remember, when, <laughs> um, remember when I was pregnant with our oldest and we were at that um, pregnant, the birthing class and they had the one couple, that their son was named Bronson Wolf. Yeah. I was like, that is manly. Jesus, man. Like, he, he just sounds like mahogany. Like For real, <laughs> like if, it's one of those where if he didn't grow up to be a lumberjack or a race car driver or something, it'd be a waste almost. Yeah, yeah. Like the Bronson Wolf. Yeah, and it's the same thing with Diesel LaTaraga. It's kind of manly. Yeah, like man, that's just for the world's cutest little Australian boy. <laughs> so zombie movie. Uh, going into this one, I thought we were going to see Cooties 2.0 and I'm really glad that's not what we got. Yeah. Uh, this one really kind of it kind of hit sideways. Uh, I knew kind of what it was about. Like I've seen uh, some movie reviews here and there and so I kind of had an idea as to what to expect uh, once we got into the movie, like into like the meat and the heart of it, uh, there were things that definitely surprised me um, in the film. And I got to say that this story, out of uh, out of almost every zombie movie that I've seen, this one had, had a nice, refreshing story to it. And that was something that, like, I was trying to th- figure out how to explain that, and the word refreshing is the only thing that I could think of. It was, it just, it just felt nice that it felt different and, but it still, it was like drinking. All right. It's like drinking a cherry Coke, but then they go, Oh, here's cherry Coke with vanilla. And it's something a little different, 
but you're still getting that. But same, it's still familiar. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's there. So I mean, it's nice. It's it, and that's how I felt. Is that I'm I'm drinking a cherry vanilla coke. Yeah, this one was was pretty good. I'm glad they. I'm glad this was not cooties because I. Um, oh, I just remembered. I have a cherry coke in the fridge. Yes, Win Craig. Go ahead. Wow. Continue. Sorry. Because we just did cooties a couple of months ago, so I thought. Oh goody, we're gonna retread the same thing, and it really wasn't. It was more like Night of the Living Dead with, with kids involved. Kids were not zombies, which I greatly appreciated because we are. We just saw that movie, yeah. Um, uh, and there were no tainted chicken nuggets, and unfortunately, there was no Rain Wilson. So, but we did down get Josh Gad. We did get Josh. Are you Gad. kidding me? Or like, yeah, Rain Wilson is great, but jo- Josh Gad, holy shit! Have you ever heard Olaf swear? Because I have. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's amazing. Um, I definitely liked the take on this having a bunch of five- and six-year-old kids surrounded by zombies at a zoo. And that's probably the best way I can describe this movie. Because that's, I think, boiled down to its barest detail. That's what it is. Um, but there's just so much happening. Like... It's an innocent field trip to a zoo. The movie is from Australia as well, so there's um, only a couple of non-Australian actors in this movie. But it's just a sweet little story of a field trip at the zoo that suddenly goes wrong because the zoo just happens to be next door to an American army base for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that, but that's just one of those I didn't like, stupid that, movies. I guess <laughs> I didn't realize that there was an American military base in Australia, and if there is, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, our Aussie guys. I'm so sorry. Well, I don't think it was, it, it was an American. It was American. Was it American? It was military? American. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, uh, from what I, I gathered, what it, it was that it was Americans were there, and then it, but it wasn't like a. No, a, okay. it was, it anyway. was, they were our guys yeah. and they were working on an experiment of some kind for, I'm guessing it was like a super soldier type of thing. It wasn't super clear. Yeah. They didn't go into any detail with it. But, and the thing that was really funny was that the military. So the first thing that we get for like from them is that the, <laughs> We get introduced to the guy at the gate, uh, the, the soldier at the gate, and he's yelling at a bunch of Asian tourists who think that they're at the petting zoo, and they're not. And it's probably not the first time someone said, hey, are we at the zoo, when it clearly says military right at the front of the, the, the building. Or, well, or like that's the just... That's just poor community planning. Who puts a fucking military base next to a kitty petting zoo? Yeah. So this guy, like, he's he's yelling at the, the these this Asian uh, family, and they're just, he's like, "No, this is not the zoo. You got to go away. This is you get you know turn around and go." But then uh, the camera, like the camera shots, go down into like deep inside the the base, and we're writing with a man and two other soldiers and they're talking about oh fuck what was it it was they were talking about the ridiculous they were were talking about the experiment and they bump into one of the scientists working on it 
Um, but unfortunately... Oh, no. The, the guy was talking about everything that could kill you in Australia. Oh, yeah. And he's talking about, like, the spiders being the size of dogs, and it's just... He's just going on this, like, whole list, and and then, like, they they go around, and then they, they come around one of the corners, and they see one of the zombies eating another... Uh, one of the scientists, and they're like, oh, the, you know, the experiment has has, has been breached. And so... The girl uh, soldier, like she's like, oh, stay here, I'll go get help. They yeah. shoot, they shoot the zombie, but then the the guy's just like, the fucking idiot, you never turn your back, like double tap, man, yeah, double tap. So, but that was the thing is like, and then like the, the you know you could just see where the zombie outbreak just kind of forms from there, just from people just being stupid. Um, yeah, yeah, essentially. Um... Yeah, the I'm still scratching my head as to why there was an American military base there, but whatever. Um, yeah, the military experimental outbreak thing—that's um, not new, obviously. Uh, there have been different versions of that going all the way back to Day of the Dead, where they were using already existing zombies to—they're kind of experimenting with and on them to try and see if you know, they could bring the humanity back out or they could use them as a weapon or whatever. Um, so that whole concept of the zombies plus the military is not new. Um, it's just what, what were they doing there at the base and and were the zombies already existing and the military gathered them up to do like a day of the dead type thing and and the experiments. I don't think so. I think it, I think they said they were specifically working on some sort of, like, there was an actual scientific purpose behind what they were doing, but it's not coming to me right now, which sucks, and I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's but like the umbrella. there was a purpose, kind of. Yeah. I think it was more umbrella than anything else. Um, and so, yeah, it just gets it gets super messy. Um, I just, I don't think, and I, I'm not a big fan of zombie movies, so I can't recall if we've done the zombie outbreak from the base thing before, but we've seen versions of this with, Resident Evil or um, what was another one? I think World War Z was something like that, if I remember correctly. I might not be. But anywho. There, there was, oh, I mean, I know uh, Walking Dead had, um, you know, moments of that, too, where they, they go to, I think it's like the CDC or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they went to the CDC, um, World War Z. I keep wanting to say World War Z because just the sound World War Z sounds weird in my head. But anywho. Um yeah, the World War Z goes to the World Health Organization, and they talk to Peter Capaldi about it. <laughs> the Who Doctor becomes yeah. Doctor Who. So, this movie's weird um, in the way that it's paced. So, the entire first act of the movie is not a zombie movie. It doesn't even sniff at being a zombie movie. Yeah, when we, uh, as we were getting, like, just started into it, I had to kind of stop and I like looked over and I was like, "Are we actually watching a zombie movie? Like, yeah, is this you the right movie?" Yeah, and, you asked me. You're like, "You you put on Little Monsters, right?" I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah, because it, it's the whole the first I don't know five or six minutes of the movie is following this couple around who will not stop arguing. Yeah, that I was, and they're uh, screaming at each other in the car, at the grocery store, at a dinner party, just. Whether private, public, they're at each other's throats, and that's probably, yeah, I would say five or six minutes safely is 
that. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> and like, there's a scene where they're at as you mentioned a dinner party so they're at a table with a bunch of their other friends and their friends are just sitting there and just listening to them and you can just see where they're like rolling their eyes and just and, but and then you know Dave and his girl are I mean I'm talking like they are having a full on screaming it's a slobber knocker f- like I'm talking like yeah. I, I'm like I'm half expecting Jerry Springer to be like okay here's my final thought and it's just like None of that. It's it's that level of fighting, and it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. really serious. And that is sort of what well, how we were introduced to Dave, our protagonist, who is just the fucking worst. I don't think I've ever disliked a character starting off on a movie more in my life. Yeah, he's really tough to like. He's lazy won't take responsibility for himself he blames his girlfriend for their problems he's stuck in his glory days when he was in a metal band and how he was gonna be some big famous rock star and at the end of it he is sleeping on his sister's couch because he has nowhere else to go his girlfriend started making more money and i guess she started selling real estate and um they got a really nice flat and she threw him out, which rightfully so, because I wouldn't want to be around a guy who sat around and smoked pot and was busking at the subway all day. Yeah, the 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 premise was that he was he's just a, a, a really like in in all sense of the word, a failing musician. And, and selfish. Yeah, and but just that that mindset that he has that he is on that level of like Motley Crue and or he wants to be and yeah the world was against him which is why he couldn't get there yeah it, uh, it had nothing to do with the fact that he really could not play his instrument or sing particularly well or that he was incredibly unlikable those didn't have anything to do with it I'm sure no but it and the thing that like I absolutely hated um and I mean we've we've known people that act like this where the filter is just blown the fuck up gasoline is poured all over it lit again on fire and then they piss on it like that's that's the filter and yeah it's like they can't they say immediately what pops into their head without any other thought and and it and it's always the most just disgusting or i mean we're we got, you know, some some potty mouths ourselves, but we're not... There's a difference between being liberal with the swearing and just being offensive and disgusting. And Dave was offensive and disgusting. He'd been asked multiple times to stop swearing around Felix. He was probably told by his girlfriend multiple times that he's lazy and does nothing. And he shouted back at her and... He was so quick to blame everybody else for his problems. Um, He just, there was nothing redeemable about him. And he would say some really weird, fucked up shit. Like, he took his nephew in the middle of the night, like, dressed up like Darth Vader, and in the middle of the night goes to the ex-girlfriend's house. Well, his his whole plan was that he realized that he's got to do something. And so, as a grand gesture... He got Felix to dress up like Darth Vader, as you said, 
in the middle of the night. Like, I, I didn't realize it was that late at night, but no, no this was he like... he woke his poor baby up yeah. at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning to do this. Or 1 o'clock in the, It was just so late. Why? It's like, dude, if you're going to do a grand gesture like that, it's like, do it in the afternoon or no, something. Five, you know? No, take a 5-year-old at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, yeah, and that's so, perfectly boom. normal. Bad decision, number one, for sure. Um, but then when he gets there, uh, Felix opens up the door... And he's supposed to say a cute line and hold up a sign. And instead, he's watching Aunt Sarah uh, have sex with one of her co workers. So he gets to see Aunt Sarah's boobs and it becomes a whole thing. So he's witnessing little Felix, who's five, is witnessing the back and forth between his Uncle Dave and the now ex Sarah. And then there's Rory, who was one of the other agents that she started sleeping with after Dave left and all this is going on in front of a five-year-old and he is Dave is just swearing up one side and down the other he was calling um oh he was saying some really gross thing he said one of the things I wrote down was do me a favor and get Rory from work's dick out of your vagina he said she had a slutty slutty vagina like, all in front of this little kid, he was just trying to tear this woman down, and he's like, I wanted to marry you and give you babies. And she's like, no, that's not, you're missing the point. Like, he just, he thought that's what she, he was doing it because that's what she wanted, yeah. not because it's what he wanted. She wanted him to grow up. Yeah, she's like, I, she's like, I needed you to love me. He's like, I need you to, like, to be there. And he's like, he's like, I am here. I was like, I brought, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to marry you. And he, and he, and he had, like, uh, he made a ring out of the... The pipe cleaner. Yeah, little pipe he cleaner. Just, it's like, dude. It like, was. It was too little, too late. They were not compatible, and she had just. She'd essentially outgrown him, at that point. And Rory was actually really sweet because he was having a good time, and then he got real awkward, and he kept saying to Dave, "Stop swearing in front of the child. Stop swearing in front of the kid." And he wouldn't do it. Dave would just wouldn't do it. And finally, um, he had said, Dave had said some things nasty enough to Sarah that Rory was like, all right, I'm done. And he just like cold cocks him. Like, oh, he cold cocks him while naked. And, or, well, he wrapped or, a blanket or, around his waist. Yeah, he wrapped a blanket around his waist. Like, he's like, all right, that's it. And then he goes over and they like start to wrestle and he punches him in the nose and he's like, all right, all right, are you done? Are you done? All right. All right then. And, it's just and he like, looks at, and he looks at little Felix and he goes, violence is not the answer or whatever. And it was, it was kind of weird and sweet what he was trying to do. Like you could tell, there was supposed to... Rory was used as stark contrast to Dave to show just how bad Dave really was because Rory was Mr. I got my shit together. And he knew how to behave in front of a child despite the fact that he was basically caught with his pants down. Um, he still managed to hold it together a lot better than what Dave was doing. But what was interesting is they made Dave completely unlikable in the beginning. And then he has this incredible arc through the movie until the end where he's actually redeemed himself and becomes a fully formed human. Uh, the last uh, bit of that moment where uh, they're having the conversation uh, made me laugh so hard just because they have the conversation and Dave goes, all right, fine. Like, you're never going to see me again, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's over. We're all, we're done. And he walks into his room, grabs his bong. Yeah. A big ass bong and he's like all right that's it i'm never gonna be here again you never see me again and he walks out and he slams the door behind him 
Felix is still in the apartment in his Darth Vader costume. He's just standing there, and then just like, and Dave opens up the door. He's like, Felix, let's go. Like, come on. Like, totally forgot his, his He nephew. forgot his nephew and ruined his exit. But he forgot his, bo- uh, he got his bong. And well, then that was the, the most yeah. important thing, don't you know? Yeah. So and then and then when he gets home, he uh, Sarah, his sister, is just like Tess. uh, Was it Tess? Yeah, Sarah was the girlfriend. Sarah was the girlfriend. I'm sorry, Tess. She's like, where the hell have you been? Like what? Like why did you take him? Like I. And then little Felix is like, I saw Aunt Sarah having sex, and it was this whole thing. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is getting worse. Yeah, Felix. You know, again, as a five year old, those kids are sponges. I mean, our kids. It's hilarious, like, when they say the sh- some of the shit that we say, because it's like, oh, I messed up, I shouldn't have said that, and it's... But again, it's just stuff that we just do every day. But, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, she had a dirty vagina, and it's like, oh, it's... And it's like, oh, my God, like... Just repeating what Uncle Dave said, Tess was about to throw him out, too, and Dave starts to cry, and she gives him one last chance to finally get his shit together. It's just... And Dave had gone through these... And at this point, he's at the lowest point, the lowest of the low point. And he, he, as an audience, you really are like this, I can't like him. How am I expected to like him? How am I expected to root for this guy? And he has to go through this whole thing where, you know, he's taken Felix to school. He volunteers as a field trip chaperone. And the only reason he does it in the first place is because Miss Caroline, the kindy teacher, is beautiful. So he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to get in good with her. Maybe, like, if I fuck somebody else, I'll feel better kind of thing. And it's not until he's put into a situation of a real crisis. Like, this is a real proper emergency. You need to have your shit together. When he finally drops whatever stupid facade or whatever dumb, bitter feelings he had been having, he finally drops them in order to take care of Felix and help keep the other children calm yeah. and, and deal with Teddy McGiggle. <laughs> well, I noticed that, uh, like that big turnaround that he had is, is when Miss Caroline, like when they're sitting there together and she opens up to him yeah, and kind of, and, and tells him about her sh- kind of shitty past and it makes him feel a little bit, bit better to open up and to go, yeah, I've been, I've been fucking awful. And it's one of those, like, if, if we die, I, somebody needs to know. Yeah, he, um, um... Yeah. And I think it's because he realized that the woman in front of him was starting down a bad road. And she managed to pull herself off of it. So I think it kind of gave him a little bit of hope that if he just stops being an idiot for a minute, he might have a chance to grow up and become the man that Sarah was hoping he would be. Yeah. Now, the thing that made it even worse for Dave, and this is like, this is probably the moment where I was just like, you know what, dude? Like, I'm, I'm fucking done. Out of all the shit that he's, he's done beforehand with, you know, we're just cussing up a storm in front of Felix and being nasty. Just generally uh, Yeah, just being a, a horrible human being. Uh, the one scene that uh, drove me just to the to the gross level was uh, so he's met Miss Caroline and he's like oh I like 
I, I have the hots for her. Like, I'm, I'm super attracted to her. And he's, you know, constantly taking you know, Felix to school. And he's trying to engage with, with her. Um, and then they, they turn around where uh, they're going to have the field trip. And then uh, they're like, oh, our chaperone uh, dropped off. We don't have anybody. And he's like, oh, yeah, you do. You got me. Like, I'll go. And, and I'll be there. But there's a scene where he's in the bathroom Beating his meat like it owes him money. <laughs> what? Looking at a photo of Miss Caroline. But then he puts the photo back on the wall and it's a school picture day photo. It's the group photo for the entire so, kindergarten class. He, that is kind of disgusting. Kind of. It's fucked up. There's children in that photo. Granted, his eyes were locked on Miss Caroline, but... Dude, like, that's... Oh, my God. He's having a wank with his nephew's school photo. Yeah. Sure, that's healthy. So, but then he ends up... Uh, like, he uh, he's trying to talk to Miss Caroline. He's trying to get all, uh, you know, cutesy and buddy-buddy with him. And then, like, later on, like, he notices that she has a ring on. And he's like, what's that? And she's like, <laughs> and she's trying to like gather up all the little kids. And she's like, all right, everyone, everyone. And she's like, it's my wedding ring. All right, everyone, get like. So she goes, like answers the question and then goes back. And he's like, well, why do you have the ring? And she's like, because I'm engaged. Who are you engaged to? My fiance, Tim. <laughs> it's just like. Ian, yeah. Ian. She's like, you know, just going on. And she, but like, she just answers the question and then moves on. Answers the questions, move on. And like. The kids are always her focus, and but she also she's so smart as a character where she she's paying attention to everything else around her. She is so that, oh observant, and I love Miss Caroline. First of all, Lupita Nyong'o's gorgeous. She's great. She's <laughs> second of all, she comes across so down to earth, and she was very believable as a kindergarten teacher. Um, and yeah, I think that was one of her superpowers is she was to have this amazing power of observation to know exactly what was going on at all times with anybody who was with her. Um, she was very aware of her surroundings. She was very good at being the mother duck to all these little ducklings yeah. that were in her charge. The only time that I felt that she lost the control is when fatty mcfuck face as a kid <laughs> the fucking putt putt i want to go putt putt oh, he's like max is the tantrum yeah oh my god he freaks out and she can't handle it because she's dealing with zombies she's dealing with kids just like she doesn't know what to do with it or she knows what to do but she's trying to it was just it was, it, all this kid wanted to do was just fucking go putt putt it was the little puff of powdered sugar on top of the shit sundae it was just too much and she had done so well up until that point of keeping it herself together keeping the kids together she and dave were working really well as a team by the time the shit hit the fan um but she was always in control and she kept the kids innocent and I really give Miss Caroline credit for that because in a situation where you're essentially dealing with death and destruction 
she tells the kids it's she, she does whatever she can to keep them calm to keep them from freaking out because if they freak out she knows she's going to lose control of them then so she tells them we're going to play a game and these are the rules and this is what we have to do so she totally finds a way to dumb it down to kindergarten levels so that the kids can understand what she's trying to get them to do and um on top of uh surviving a zombie outbreak right so she's doing a great job of protecting them um and everything that she does she puts the little kindergarten teacher gloss on top of it even when she has to go threaten teddy mcgiggle with a shank because he's a fuckhead and God, she's a badass. I loved her so much in this oh, movie. Yeah, she... I laughed. <sighs> I cheered. She was so good. So good. Yeah. And um, with her little ukulele, like a dark-skinned Zoe Deschanel, just like... She was. Her Holy shit. With a cutesy yellow dress and the ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, if, if it wasn't uh, Lupita, I would have definitely put Zoe mm-hmm. as, as Miss Caroline. That would have been a really good fit. Mm-hmm. Damn, that would have been a good one. But still, she was... Oh, she was just so good. And there was the, there's a couple of the scenes where you could see just that panic where she understood exactly... Uh, oh, my God, there's, like, zombies and everything. It's she like, knew what the stakes were. Yeah, but then they were, like... Uh, they, were, <laughs> they were doing the thing where they were trying to get to the um, the main... Like, the... What was it? It was like the main house or like the main. It was uh, the gift shop. The gift shop. Why that was hard? I don't, I don't know. know. I was thinking it was like a it was like a food court thing, but no, there it was, was no gift food. Shop. Yeah, so they it, had snacks. That was about it. That's that's what. Yeah, so they went to the food court. Nope. And not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. So they went to the gift shop and when they, as they're going around, like she's playing the game of. It was like the fall, you know, uh, fall of the little ducks or whatever. So they were in the line and they were singing the song and and that was the it was cre- conga line. Yeah, so yeah, she's, she's like, "Great conga line, everybody!" And so they're all just dancing and having fun. And that way, that way, all the kids were holding on. So yeah. someone was holding on to the skirt of her dress, and then someone was holding on to the kid. So everybody was touching each other as they were going. Yeah, and so that was something that I felt anxiety throughout this movie because I kept thinking back to my kids and if they were in those situations and I mean our you know uh, son and daughter you know three and and a six-year-old but it's still one of those things where it's like oh it's like if you tell a five-year-old okay you got to be quiet can't make a noise if it was that lasts about 15 seconds yeah if it was our kids we'd be dead within like the first like 10 seconds like it would have just been like they would have giggled or something or they'd have a question and uh these kids it was awesome the way miss caroline uh handled them because she utilized whatever their their strengths were as kids and just having them do the conga line thing, staying together, and then moving in a like in a pretty pacey walk, yeah. While she sang, but that gave me all this anxiety because it just attracted all the zombies to them by making all the noise, and 
I mean, granted, if a you know zombie's gonna see them anyways, you know, walking in the middle, like because it was daytime in the middle of this park, so the only way that they were gonna get you know from point A to point B is going straight through this zombie infested area, and so this was one of those times where I'm very happy with the zombie outbreak where it happened fast. It happened fast, and it was. A massive amount of zombies too in this park, um, and that was something where I kind of felt like in the park. A lot of times, like you'll have it, it'll be like little tiny pockets of zombies. This it was like there was a zombie around every no, fucking. No, just turn. about every human in the park except for the field trip kids, Miss Caroline, Dave, and Teddy McGiggle were turned. Yeah, all of them, and it spread really fast. It was weirdly contained though because the park was so out of the way and the base was so out of the way like those were the only two things connected for miles and because the the zoo with the animals and the kids and everything else that's where a lot of the noise was the zombies sort of congregated there um so it made containing and ending it by the end of the movie um a little simpler yeah, and the the funny thing that I <laughs> that was like one of those like oh how convenient type of situations right. was so the military they are trying to plan on what to do and they're like well we have to contain it we have to eradicate it so we're going to fucking nuke the shit out of it and yeah they're just- gonna bomb the park and they noticed that. In their surveillance that they were congregating around this one gift shop. So they're like, well, drop the bomb on the gift shop. It's like, oh, my God. And, like, also all the kids and everything. Like, so the next scene is them showing all the kids in the gift shop. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, oh, my God. Like, they're going to blow the fucking kids up. So they were getting the, the zombies were the immediate threat. And then the military was the secondary threat. And by the middle, eh, almost to the third act. It starts to get real serious because it doesn't seem like there's going to be any way for these kids to survive. And the kids are starting to get to the point of like, oh, we're done playing this game. Can we just go home? And and still, Miss Caroline's still trucking along with just telling these kids like a little bit of a lie and uh, just trying to keep them in, in good spirits. And it's like they're they're running out they they ran out of food they're all super tired they're Mm -hmm. they're tired of being in the gift shop uh teddy mcgiggles like he he's a drunk on a level that i've never seen before let's talk about teddy mcgiggle holy can we talk about josh gad okay was the best casting choice to play this fucking character he started out he looks (sighs) like kids Elvis like his hair was slicked up into like a blown out pompadour and he had eyeliner on and he was wearing this ridiculous green polka dot suit that even Dusty Rhodes would have been embarrassed for he looked like a ventriloquist doll yeah that was like pretending to be Elvis it was was... and he finally became a real boy (laughs) and he was so the kids, every single one of the kids in this kindergarten group loved him. 
it was like the Wiggles kind of thing where they were very the kids were in this McGiggle cult kind of deal. They yeah. all had the same backpack, which was real a funny gag towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but he just. I don't know. At first, he he starts hitting on Miss Caroline when we meet him, and he's like, he almost seemed. Oh God, who is it I'm thinking of? In Just Friends, Chris Chris Klein's character. Yeah. The one um, he's trying to pull Janie away from Ryan Reynolds' character. Yeah, is it? And Stu Stewart. I don't remember what his name is. I don't think it matters, but. McGiggles kind of reminds me of him at the beginning of the movie a little bit. Just a little slimy, but maybe kind of harmless. And then the outbreak happens, and you see his true colors. And the one of the best scenes in the movie is when Miss Caroline's banging on the door, and she's he comes to the window, and he's like, you need to go away. And she's like, you don't understand, we have kids. He's like, I don't give a shit. Fuck off. And I'm like, oh. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't give a shit. It's like, you know what your problem is? You need to fuck off. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. And hearing Olaf, like, because Olaf is Josh Gad, it's so funny. It adds an extra layer to it's the funny. So if good. you If you've got kids and you've seen Frozen and Frozen 2, an ungodly amount of times. As we have. And I don't, I don't want to cry about it, but I might cry about it. Uh, hearing Olaf swear, swear like a lot. Yeah. Is really, really funny. And then when Miss Caroline gets tired of his mouth and he's saying, telling the kids we're all going to die, fucking zombies are real, and he's kind of ruining the ruse that Miss Caroline has in place to keep the kids calm. She walks up to him. She's like, looks like Tevi McGiggle just needs a cuddle. So she goes, she reaches around him to give him a hug. And then in one, in her hand, she's got this pointy. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of like porcelain. Yeah. It was like some pointy tchotchke animal. And I didn't know what it was, but she had it pressed into his kidneys and she's threatening his life and essentially telling him if he doesn't go along with it, she's going to fucking kill him because the only people she cares about right now are the kids. He doesn't matter. And he's starting to sweat real hard because there's this beautiful woman who's about to stab him to death. And yeah. it can't be a and comfortable situation. She's like, she's like, all right, now make sure that they understand that everything's okay. So go ahead and laugh. He's like, ha ha, kids. And so he's like, no, do She's like, do the McGiggles. He's like, ha He's like, good. It's like, she like pokes him. He's like, ah. He's like, she's freaking out. But she's just like, if you don't fucking cheer up, and turn your shit around, and I'm like, and we we're like, you and me both are like, oh shit! Miss Caroline's a badass. <laughs> he just—it's Dusty. Dusty was yes. his name in Just Friends. Yes. Holy shit! I can go to sleep tonight. <laughs> okay, back to the movie, guys. But, yeah, Jesus he, Christ. He, he started out kind of as the Dusty character, and then we have this bleeding heart moment where he's telling Dave his problems and how. He really hates what he, he calls the kids the kiddlywinks, how he hates children, and the only reason why he does the job is because he gets to fuck their moms, and it's the only thing keeping him from killing himself, and I'm watching him, like, 
pour his heart out. He's crying. He's drinking. Like, he's got all these little tiny bottles like of... Like, airport liquor. He's got all the airport liquors, like, in his jacket pocket. And, like, so him and, and Dave are on top of the, the gift shop. Uh, they're trying to figure out what to do. And uh, and so he, like, he starts, like, taking all the empty bottles out. And you're, like, and he's freaking out. But then, later on, like, Teddy... He's losing his mind because he's like, I'm in this fucking room with all these goddamn kids. They won't shut the fuck up. And there's zombies outside. I am a celebrity. I am important. I shouldn't be here. And yeah, he's just he like, even talked about winning a Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award. Yeah. And he's just, <laughs> uh, it's silly. He's, just he's freaking out. And at this point, uh, oh, uh, there, uh, there's like, Miss Caroline's like talking about how, uh, the zombies and Felix goes, oh, like the guy, the the bad man and uh, and Mr. Dave or, and Uncle Dave shooty game. Yeah, he played. They were playing Left for Dead too, and he said in the shooty game you have to shooty them in the head. <laughs> Which I love because he was our son so adorable. Our son, he doesn't say. I'm gonna like because uh, we watched uh, Scream with him the other night. Uh, like, yeah. he, that was his first true slasher. Yeah. Or a movie, which was really good. But he doesn't say that, that Ghostface stabs anybody. He says that he sharps them. Yes. He's like, oh, he'll sharp them with his knife. Yes. And it's so damn cute that I'm never going to correct it. Nope. Like, it's he'll g- figure it out eventually. <laughs> but that's the thing. He's like, oh, the, the, you know, this from the shooty game. Um, and Miss Carolyn's like, oh, zombies aren't real. And then from behind, Teddy's like, the fuck they aren't. It's just like, there's all right there, there. There's like, what are you talking about? Look out the window. Yeah, it was a real, it was a real freak out moment. But it was, that was the game changer because Felix was playing a video game he wasn't supposed to play. And little Felix ended up being kind of the hero of this thing. Little, he had his Darth Vader costume with him for some reason on this field trip. But um, he tells Miss Caroline that... That's how you kill a zombie is you're supposed to shoot him in the head. And so when she has to go and get Felix's EpiPen out of his backpack, which is back on the tractor. All right. We're, we're going to talk about this real quick. Okay. So uh, Dave, he decides to give all the kids snacks, the, the, you know, because they're in the gift shop. And he's trying to calm them down. So he's like, oh, okay, here's a bag of chips. Everybody's hungry. Yeah. Good to go. Well, he gives Felix a bag of chips, but he doesn't realize that Felix has a condition where he's No, he knows. Really... He knows, but he didn't think giving him a bag of potato chips was going to be a problem. Yeah, because he's like, why is there fucking dairy and chips? It doesn't make, make any sense. So, Felix has an episode, and he, you know, he needs his, his EpiPen. Well, at first, like, when, uh, you know, Felix's mom... She's, you know, before they go out on the field trip, she's like, okay, here's how you do it. And just in case you need it, you know, orange side down, blue to the sky. And, you know, he's like, okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah, blue to the sky, orange to the thigh. Yeah. And then, so now he's trying to stab, well, not stab, he's trying to put the the EpiPen uh, into Felix, but he does it backwards and he puts it in his hand. And now it's like, okay, well, you can't reinsert it. It's like that, you know, it's contaminated. So now they gotta go and fucking. Well, Miss Caroline was was funny during this. She was fucking straight badass too. Having to go rescue the EpiPen from the tractor, she manages to. She's starting to dance around the zombies, but she gets her hands on a shovel, 
and just starts swinging and accidentally decapitates a zombie. And when she realizes that's how it's going to work. She doesn't accidentally. She The first one she did by accident. Oh, did she? Yeah, okay. the first one was by accident. But then when she realized what it was actually worth, like how well it worked, she was like, oh, well, fuck this. And she yeah. starts, well, heads rolled everywhere. We had, we had a, uh, like, I, I had a moment where I was sitting there going, okay, she met, you know, mistake number one. So she was doing great. Like when she got out of the gift shop, she's running down the uh, – she's just running around around the zombies, you know, bobbing and weaving. But then she gets out into the field right in front of the tractor and she stops. She's got the shovel in her hand and she sees – it was like four or five zombies coming at her at once. And then the zombies start to surround her, uh, circle her. And she, but it's because she stopped moving. It's like that's the rule, and you know, number one rule in, in zombies. Like you just, just keep going. Like you just, you know. I thought it was cardio. Well, cardio, keep moving, and <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, it's like so she's fighting off the zombies and like pushing them away, and it's so kind of gentle. And I'm like, oh my god, if it was anybody else, she didn't want to hurt anybody because she's still a pretty gentle human being. And then when it started getting really oppressive yeah. around her that's when she started she managed to get the shovel and started swinging Took it around swing, yeah. but when she realized that the shovel worked well to remove the head from the body that was her main method of getting shit done and when she gets back with the EpiPen, she the kids are like what happened to you and she's like i got into a jam fight and i was like going with that one huh all yeah, right all right or she's like completely disheveled and she's covered like, in blood and viscera like she pulls a piece of meat off of her and goes ooh. she she uh she's sitting like so during the day her hair is super nicely it's just nice and it's yeah clearly it's like okay you put a little bit of time and effort and money into it and so but then like when she gets back in like she, you can just see she's like covered in sweat and oh she's a mess it, like she it looked like her she's pretty, with her sauna her and, pretty yellow dress is all fucked up it, yeah. it's going in the trash she just i don't know she just uh i, I miss miss caroline's probably one of my favorite characters in any zombie movie i've ever seen ever next to maybe like ben from night of the living dead yeah it it kind of holds uh it's definitely up there right now with, uh, with like Sean or uh, Ed or any like Sean of the Dead stuff. Yeah. But uh, um, but that was the thing is like with with this one. Um, I mean, I was super happy with Miss Caroline, and but there was a couple of little things that I kind of felt was, um, kind. Of, I wouldn't say lacking, but it was one of those. If you're gonna really go for the zombie, you know, let's let's like boost like give it a little bit more oomph than what. Than what was there, um, but let's do a, a quick little uh, you know pause for the cause, and then uh, we'll get back into that. All right, everybody. So uh, now, as I mentioned before, we uh, we did our little break here. The one thing that I felt was a little bit lacking, and I'm saying very little. I would have just turned Is it up a just nitpick? a little bit, a little bit of a nitpick. Um, so when they had uh, Miss Caroline when she kills the zombie the first time. It's great. Like, it, it sells. It's, you know, just she, start, she starts swinging, and then there you go. But that's really all that we see of a zombie kill. Everything else, it's all the zombies killing the animals, which is 
really awesome. Uh, but I would have had there was a scene where it's Felix, so yeah, and that and I'll, I'll talk. They're I messy talk, eaters. I want to talk about the special effects here in a little bit, but uh, there's the one scene that I would have just turned turned it up to a little bit of a, like at least an eight or nine was the scene with Darth Felix. And I call him Darth Felix because he, I don't know how he did it, but for some reason he brought his Darth Vader costume with him to the field trip. And out of nowhere, when uh, it's Max, the fat kid, he is having a epic meltdown about going putt-putt. This whole fucking... Max was kind of a bully, too. He picked on Felix because... Felix is a, he was just the, he was a small kid, he had a lot of food allergies, he was very sweet and quiet, so he was kind of an easy target. Yeah. He was very small. Yeah, it, it, like, Max was, like, you always say, like, oh, like, you don't have a dad, and, and he did like not that. have, a, Felix did not have a dad. Yeah, and then, but, and it was funny, because there was a, one time where Max is, uh, giving Felix a bunch of shit, and then Dave turns and he's like, well, I don't see you with a dad either, and, like, and starts to give him adult level type shit and Miss Caroline had to like say Dave come here he's five pull, pull that shit back it's like they don't know when he, you gotta, yeah but he still know. slammed the door on the kids oh my god that was the best <laughs> yeah he goes oh, like he starts talking uh, Maxwell starts talking shit about uh, Felix's lunch and like he doesn't have a dad and then he goes behind the door to put his like book bag on the hook and then Dave slams his head into the like Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. And then Maxwell starts freaking out. He's like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And it's like, you know what? No, you're not. A uh, little part of me is like, I'd do the same fucking thing. And be like, you know what, you little shit. Like <laughs> The kids are awful. Yeah, but but that was the thing is like so the thing that I would have turned up was uh so Felix decides that he's going to save the day and he dresses up in his Darth Vader costume and then leaves the gift shop during the whole chaos of, of you know the putt putt meltdown and so one of the kids turns around and goes like oh Miss Caroline like Felix is gone and that you then they turn around and you see the door open well Felix put on his costume and he's running through the zoo as Vader, in like the thing that gave me so much anxiety, and I'm like biting my nails in, in panic, and it's just like was seeing because all the zombies are chasing after this kid, and he's just he's running. He has no idea the amount of danger he's in. Nope. He just sees them as oh, they're just fun, you know, nothing uh, type characters. And there's one moment where he sees a baby lamb in this little, uh, like, this area. And so he goes in there to get the lamb, but then he turns around, and it's so cute. He does the, the force pull, and he pulls the gate shut, and he has this moment of, like, holy shit, that worked. Yeah. It's just the zombies pushed against, they pushed the, the gate closed. Yeah. Keeping him safe. But, yeah, he he was doing the force, and he was like, oh, He's man, like, oh it worked. oh, my God, that's awesome. But, then yeah, so the gate shut. And him and the, the, the little uh, lamb is safe. 
and the zombies are just sitting. They they can't. They don't climb over shit. They just sit there and they're just they just moan and just and just lumber around and it's yeah, like yeah we if, have your textbook slow zombies yeah in this if, one. if they if there's if there's something in their way it's like they're not getting over it which is like I was like oh my god but it's like all these zombies are around him and then he ends up uh, figuring out a way to uh, like he Felix is awesome because he they set it up at the beginning of the movie where he is obsessed with tractors yeah he even has some on his curtains it's really cute yeah like he loves tractors everything about him he loves them and so uh there it was at the scene where uh teddy mcgiggles and dave are trying to get to the mcgiggles the mcgiggles mobile the, yeah try to say that three times <laughs> mcgiggles mobile and so got a gorilla for sale <laughs> mcgiggle gorilla for sale and so they get there but then it turns out that McGiggle's, uh, like, stagehand or, like, the guy that was, like, he was... he the was puppeteer. He was a puppeteer, but he was in the, the van, and he had this frog puppet that would stick out of, of the roof of the, the van, and he would talk to the kids, and he would, you know, say, like, oh, I need a hug, and, you know, some shit like that. Well, the, the plan is that they were going to get to the McGiggle's mobile... And then jump into the the top hatch, and then they'd be able to get away. Um, but then it turns out that McGiggle's an asshole. Oh my god! Like, yeah, he doesn't want to let them in. He's gonna. He just... locked Dave out, but his McGiggle's death was so satisfying yeah. because this frog puppet comes out from between the curtains. Oh my god! Grabs him by the cheek and rips his face off. Yeah, Ugh. and then and then it's like a hand comes through the the back of the seat and through him, and it's just like uh, he gets ripped to shreds. I almost wish that we would have seen a zombie McGiggles at the end, like that would have been. Yeah, cool. I don't think there was anything left of him to zombify when that was all said and done. But I was pretty happy, even yeah, just seeing what we got. I was not complaining, but no, but so. Uh, Dave is on top of the the McGiggles mobile and. Uh, his sister ends up get you know calling him, and he finally has like a signal on his phone, and he and he tells her does the whole like I'm sorry, uh, you know, thank you for being, you know, my big sister and taking care of me. Like I I wish I would have done better. Um, and it's kind of like his last rites, and he drops his phone. <laughs> it's just like oh, shit. Yeah, the sea of zombies around Dave at that point is thick. Yeah, but little Felix, he was trying to coach Dave how to use the tractor at the beginning. And now he's he jumped behind the wheel and he just he's cruising his little butt over to the McGiggle mobile to <laughs> save his uncle. He's in his Darth Vader costume on a tractor and he's like, "Hi, Uncle David!" And like he's just like, so he hops on and then he's like, "Oh, he goes, he's oh, I, he's like, I saved you." And Dave goes, "Don't break character." He's like, "I saved you." Right. <laughs> it's like it's the clutch so, He's like the clutch. The clutch is on the left. It's he so just good. I cannot even I don't have words to describe how adorable this fucking kid is. And it's not like that cutesy precocious where you're just like, ew, kind of thing. Like he's a genuinely cute, sweet, gentle little boy. And it it's so warm coming off the screen. And he's so innocent. Yeah. It's like you just want to just give him a hug all the time. Like he's it's that not, kind yeah, of- it's not one of those kids where they're written to be an adult in a small body. Like, this was written for a five-year-old. The words of a five-year-old. The thoughts of a five-year-old. And he's 
you know, just the little snot, little snide, like, the clutch is on the left to remind Dave how to drive it, and that's what ends up saving the day is little Darth Felix. Yeah. Take it, just well, going for it. I mean, most, most of the kids in his class, I'm, I love that they... The girls were, loved him, though. Yeah, the, the girls were, were all about him, and he was still kind of like, I don't know about that. No, he had a girlfriend. But he didn't care about it. Like, he was like, oh, I had a, I just got a, yeah, she's, she's my, my girlfriend. girlfriend. yeah. But, um, but that was the thing, was like, the way that they made the kids, the, the entire class, it was nice because it didn't feel... Like, each kid felt like a kid that would be in a kindergarten class. They didn't... Max was the only one that really stood out because he was just the loudest and the most obnoxious. He was also the biggest. He yeah. was a bigger kid, too. And, but that was the thing. It was like every other kid in there, they kind of got lost in the mix. But at the same time, having them all together made it made it better. It made it, made it feel more realistic. Um, but with Felix, it was... It was really uh like nice to have a kid like that in the film as as your kind of a focus point he's the anchor yeah and and dave what we mentioned at the beginning where he was just the absolute fucking worst the scene where and i am giving this movie a fucking 10 out of 10 for pulling my ass around because at the beginning, I hated this character, and then in this one moment, it flipped. And it was a scene where uh, Dave is gonna, um, like, he's gonna go out and, and uh, I forget, like, what he's gonna go out and get. No, he was gonna go out to was it go to, get the, was the it, bus. It was, it was the tractor. Oh, that's right. It was the bus. The original plan was a tractor, and then Teddy McGiggle said, no, go for the McGiggle mobile. It's bigger. That's right. And closed in. And right before he left, he... Yeah, yeah. like, he's going in, and he was saying, like, oh, you know, you'll be okay, just stay here, listen to Miss Caroline. And then he, but then he he's like, you know what? You're a really good kid. And he has that moment of, it's, it's just, it's not early Dave that we just saw. It's, yeah. He has a realization, he's like, man, like... You he literally what? matured overnight. Exactly. And then you could see where... Uh, he's, he goes and he helps you calm the kids down and he's, he's singing them a song. And then and he sings Sweet Caroline to Miss Caroline yeah. who admitted to loving Neil Diamond the night before. Yeah. Uh, and then, so it was just one of those things where it was like they kept doing things to make him a more likable character and I'm just like, how the fuck did you pull that off? I don't know. Because at the end of the movie... I was all about Dave. Like, Dave was... I was like, I understood him. It was... Uh, I, he understood himself. Yeah, and at the beginning, I was hoping he was going to be eaten. Yeah, and it was just... It was really, really an awesome turnaround. And I love stories that do that. Um, and they did it well. Like, it wasn't kind of a hokey, cheesy thing. It kind of... It didn't come out of nowhere, but it almost felt like it did. Because even over the course... It was literally over the course of an hour... He went from being the shittiest human being to completely redeemed. It felt gradual and natural, but it happened so fast. I almost can't... I'm trying to find the best way to describe it, but that's really the only way I know how. But that's but that, to me, is a good thing. Just when you can't, you can't figure out 
like I mean the pacing and everything of, of, of the movie was really good and seeing that progression of Dave just kind of slowly going from the complete shit bag to the just the man it's like a, to, to a hero to a man that's just trying to survive and to save these kids and, and it's not I need to save myself or I need to save my guitar or any of that. Yeah, I think it's, part of it was because he was forced into a position where he had no choice but to look after somebody other than himself. Yeah. He, he had, yeah, he had a thing for Miss Caroline, but his nephew was also a part of this group. And he knew that there was no way that Tess would ever forgive him if anything happened to her son. Yeah. And that was the thing was that, like, one of the sweet moments was, uh, <laughs> at, it was at the end of the movie. So the military is got their guns, guns drawn, and the zombies are like are coming after them. The kids and Dave and Miss Caroline are on a tractor and they're heading towards the front. Like they finally got to the big tractor. They're going and they're trying to get out. Well, they're moving slow. Miss Caroline decides that she's just going to start singing songs and to try and calm everybody down. It's to keep the kids distracted because there's a horde of zombies behind them. Yeah. Well, the zombies are coming at them slow, and so they got a slow-moving tractor with slow-moving zombies and, that are just following them. And it comes to find out that the music is soothing the zombies as well. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like... I was a little taken by that just because it, was, it, it gave me uh, kind of the vibes of like uh, Land of the Dead when the zombies start to kind of understand. Yeah, they were evolving more in Land of the Dead where they were able to think and yeah. they created their own little town. Um, it's it's very similar to that because they were, the zombies and little monsters were humming along to the Songs they were clapping where they were supposed to be clapping. Yeah, but that's where I, I kind of felt like it was they were dead and they were zombies for sure, but they still had that little piece of humanity that kind of like within uh, Dawn of the Dead, where it's like okay, well the whole premise is that well they're just going to go to the mall because that's what they knew what to do as a right. you know as a as a human, so they're going to kind of have those tendencies and but the music thing was just really funny where she stops playing the music and, and then the, the zombies complain yeah, they're like, no. <laughs> and she was i love miss caroline's face she's like okay uh so next yeah. song there was a lot of music in this movie yeah uh that was one of the big things was it was very focused on how music can change a mood and how to music captures attention and those sorts of things from when Miss Caroline was playing Taylor Swift in the classroom to um, Dave playing Sweet Caroline in the gift shop to um, the end where she's just playing Wheels on the Bus and Old McDonald and to, to keep the kids distracted but it was calming the zombies down it was there was a very heavy focus put on music in this and I liked the little ukulele that she, because it's a small instrument, it's easy to carry around. She could put it in her backpack. And then there's Dave, who for some reason was carrying around his electric guitar and amp, mini amp. I don't know. 
I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to he was trying to impress her, and then and by playing death metal on the school bus. Yeah. Oh, it, it wasn't death metal. It was a uh, it was stadium metal. So he he thought in his brain because of his old band God Sledgehammer uh, that he was on this level of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and. Like so, he no. He said it was stadium death metal. Was it? He literally used the term death metal, even though it, that's not what I heard when he played. It, I just heard noise. Yeah. Well, I guess then that's not. They're all the same for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I hear death metal, that's all I hear is noise, and you find it fantastic. So it it, it is soothing to my ear holes, but there <laughs> it was... is offensive to mine. <laughs> but that was the thing was like <laughs> he. I love that the the way that they played with. The, the music where everything that was coming off of the kids or Miss Caroline was very upbeat and happy and it just had that bounciness that a, a kid normally, you know, something dealing with a kid would have. Yeah, uh, so, child, childhood energy. Yeah, and then, but I love that, uh, so they're on the, the bus ride over to the uh, the petting zoo and they're all having to sing along to sing uh, uh, Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. And it is so adorable seeing a buttload of kids just, like, screaming Shake It Off at the top of their lungs. And, I mean, uh, our kids love love that song, too. I mean, uh, they watched that movie Sing uh, from, uh, was it? Uh, it was Illumination. Illumination. And... They have that song in there with, with Shake It Off, and our kids are fucking up. They're shaking their ass and dancing around like they're like there is no tomorrow. And it's 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 a big, it's an easy song to get caught up into because I'm sitting on the couch going, Shake it off, shake it off. It's catchy. Uh, uh, it's I'm an earworm. bearded man with kids. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. And then, like, all the stuff with, like, the, um, you know, just the nursery rhymes and how she's just you know singing all that stuff it's still got that upbeat you know bounciness to it and then the stuff with the sweet once dave gets in and he because he when he kind of breaks his shell off and he goes into the sweet caroline song again another upbeat kind of bouncy song and he mixes that into it but the thing that i loved was that so uh miss caroline's singing the uh, I think it was like Old McDonald or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so the zombies. She was just doing um, preschool songs. Yeah. And so the zombies were singing. And so Dave, they get up there and like, so the military's got their guns drawn and they're like, okay, let's fire. Like all the zombies are there. And they're like, wait a second. Is that singing? Does everybody hear singing? And then they, they look down the binoculars again. And they're like, it looks like it's a tractor. I, oh, it looks like there's, and then like oh, oh like they hear Dave scream. There's kids. There's kids. And then the guy's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like, the general's like, "No, not kids." And then he's like, "All right, like, I guess he's like, let them let them go." So they pass by. They get the tractor going, and they're like, "It's the music. It's the music. Like you got to play the music." And so the general's like, "Okay." He understands what what Dave just said. He goes, "Fire!" Yeah, light him up. <laughs> and they just like just. Boom, 4th of July, just da, 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 all the zombies go. Because Caroline's face was the best because she could hear what's going on. She's like, oh, shit, she's playing louder. Yeah. So the kids aren't like, and the kids are covering their ears. She's like, look, kids, fireworks. 
Old yeah. McDonald had but a farm. The best is a bunch of like fighter jets comes like roaring over, and all of a sudden you hear, and just this. Oh, they big, blew up the whole farm. This big nuke, and I'm like, holy they shit! Didn't nuke, they didn't nuke it, but they dropped a bomb on it for sure. No, but I mean, like you saw, like there was like a big ass mushroom cloud, and I'm like, that used to be your fucking uh, gift shop. Mm-hmm. And but that was the thing is like a blast radius like that, you could de- there's going to be some type of force like that's why I said they didn't nuke anything. It was a bomb. It was a small enough one that it was pretty well contained. No, but I mean, but still like that big ass mushroom cloud. Holy shit! Just, yeah, they had and, a and this Caroline, she you could just tell her you just on her face like fireworks. How the fuck am I going to explain this shit? She didn't. She called the fireworks and called yeah. it a day, and the kids were like, "Yay, fireworks!" No big deal. Yeah, but the and then the military quarantining them in the end was it. That's got to be terrifying for the kids because, it, like, they they turn around and there's guys in big like hazmat suits just snatching them up and throwing them in the back of this van. And it's yeah, it was scary. And they were being quarantined in the big plastic tent, and all I could think was this is going to go one of two ways if. They think that, you know, they'll quarantine them for 24 hours, and if anything happens, they're just going to smoke them and gas them to death or something. Like, those plastic tents are pretty good at keeping the air in. Um, yeah, I didn't see that going very well. Yeah. But the great thing was that, so all the parents of the students were like, they went to the, the military, and they're like, where are our kids? Like, our kids are in there. Like, they, like they should be there. And it turned out where... They get into this room, and the general comes in there, and he's like, your kids are okay. They're safe, but we have to quarantine them. We have to keep them under, like, a 48-hour surveillance to make sure everything's okay. And they're like, but are they, like, and one of the moms is like, but I think they're, they're, like, they're freaking out. Like, what are they going to do? Like, and and he's like, I honestly don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And so they take them. And all the parents are standing outside of this little this little viewing area, and they're looking inside at the kids in the in the tent. And Dave, Miss Caroline, they're fucking having a sing along, singing "Shake It Off." It's just like what I really must have been. What I thought was so nice was they had all gotten showered off and put into just like gray sweats. But all I could think was, especially Miss Caroline, who was covered in yeah. blood, how grateful she must have been to just get hosed down, get all that stickiness off of there. Um, she was covered in zombie blood, so if anyone was going to go, it was going to be her. Or if Teddy McGiggle hadn't got his face ripped off, he would have because he bit the nose off of one of the zombie kids that was in the park. Yeah. Like, How do you like it? Ah! Yeah, like he, he sits there and he's, he's walking through and he starts like cracking zombies over the head. He's like, I fucked your mom. I fucked your mom. He's just like, because it's, it's a bunch of zombie kids that he's hitting. And so he's, he's beating the shit and then he picks one up and then bites one. And I was just like, I've never seen a non-infected person ever bite a zombie. Well, he like, regretted it immediately because he had the blood in his mouth. He's like, oh, shit, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, but that, I was like, I wonder if he would have turned if that was the case. I wonder but if that's... The, that's what... But the kids were all kept alive. Like, Teddy McGiggle was, like I said, was a pretty satisfying kill. Um, so he would have turned or he would have been pulled to pieces either way. He was dead. 
But the kids in the movie, every single one of the kids in the kindergarten class survived. So the title was very misleading. Because when I heard Little Monsters, I thought for sure that the kids were going to be the zombies. And there were zombie children in the movie, but they were not directly related to any of the main group. Um, just the ones that were there with their families were the ones that got bit. It had to do with a little poem that Miss Caroline was telling... No, was it Miss Caroline or was it Dave that was telling the kids before bed? It was uh, Dave. Dave. Dave had the, the yeah, poem. Yeah, so he was... So the little monster thing was just based off of a poem that, that was being told at bedtime. Um, it didn't actually have anything to do with the children in it. So Yeah, and the thing was, like, with that poem, it's like, once I heard it, it was like, oh, I kind I, I got it. But it's still... It does have to do with all the... With the overarching theme of the movie... But it was But not... it was a little misleading when you go in... Like, just looking at it, it, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I mean, you get the Sound of Music movie poster kind of thing. Yeah. Miss uh, Caroline, but... But that... I... As a graphic designer, and it, it's like, I love looking at posters, and when you can do a poster very simple, but still kind of just put that that feeling of what you're about to watch and like just from a just, Lupita Nyong'o covered so in blood running with her ukulele yeah she's it's got the sound of music as you mentioned a kind of vibe to it where she's just like it's just euphoric and just happy and she's got the ukulele and her big yellow sundress and she's just happy and it's just cheerful and then right below her is a bunch of zombie hands trying to like grab at her and she's just yay it is the best uh, like it, it's so simple and just mwah, love it yeah but yeah just having little monsters didn't make sense until that one little scene but if you weren't paying attention to everything that he was saying you were going to miss the entire point of that whole situation oh for sure it would have easily yeah. slipped through the cracks but um i don't know it didn't that that was neither here nor there so what was your did you have a favorite scene uh my favorite scene, I would say, would have to be the at the point where Teddy McGiggles and Dave are uh, about to go off and get to the McGiggles mobile. Um, and Teddy is having his, you know, his opening up to Dave about his life and things like that. How fucked up he really yeah, is. Yeah, just, you know, just, I just go and, like, I just, I just fuck kids' moms all day long. It's the only thing that, you know, uh, you know, just, like, I don't kill myself because of it, and it's the only thing that makes me feel anything, and he's, the whole he time. He is not okay. No, and as I said, like, he's, he's an alcoholic, and he is trying to find anything to just numb the pain, and not only that, like, so he's in this, gift shop and he's picking up just bottles of hand sanitizer and just uh, like just rubbing alcohol and he's just trying to drink whatever he can like there's one i didn't know what he did but he picked up like rubbing alcohol and he takes like a big chug of it and then like spits it out and then goes right back to to drinking it because he needed he just he wanted it to numb, yeah, numb the pain drunk. But so he's up on top of the roof and he's explaining all this stuff to Dave and Dave's like, all right, great. like thank, thanks, bud. Like, and then all. But my favorite scene of that is so he they stop and he's like, oh, what is that horrible smell? 
And then he just starts crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was gonna blame it on you. I just shit my pants. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, oh my god! Like it was so it was so gross <laughs> and pathetic. I just shit my Jeez. pants, and I was gonna blame it on you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that one's. That was probably my favorite just because it, it takes someone from that thinks so highly of themselves and puts them into this bubble where you like I honestly thought that maybe we were gonna see a turn with Teddy, but he was it was they made him so unlikable that it made Dave even better. And it's yeah. like and but Dave's I like Dave's turnaround because it felt natural. And once they they actually got into his story about how he didn't you know, like his dad left him and he didn't want to he didn't think that he was going to be good with kids and he thought he was going to be like his dad. Uh, it's you were like oh my god I actually understand Dave with Teddy you're just like nope he's like I am like two inches away from killing myself unless I have sex with somebody's mom and like get the. <laughs> You know the adrenaline rush, or and just get it out of me, or I'm I'm just gonna end. He this was self destructive for sure. Yeah, and it's like, but, and then it's like you think about all the other like, childs, you know, guys like the Wiggles, or you know, it's Steve from Blue's Clues. Yeah, well, I mean, like Steve, we already know, like he's 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 fine, like he's he's a good guy, but it was just the, it's just one of those things where it's like, what kind of dark past? Like, do you guys have? And I don't know. Rob Paulson's talked about some dark shit. So has Billy West, and they're they've voiced cartoon characters for thirty five yeah. years. So but, yeah, but I mean, it's like when we see these guys and they look like puppets, and it's like they're real live men with really real problems. Yeah. And Teddy was a real fun one, especially with Josh Gad. <laughs> I shit my pants. Yeah. Olaf's <laughs> got a dirty mouth. It's so good. What was your favorite scene? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't decide. No, I think my favorite scene was when, also involves Teddy McGiggle, was when Miss um, Caroline comes up and gives him a hug and threatens to stab him. Yeah. I cheered pretty hard when that happened. Yeah, we, we both... Because that came out of fucking nowhere, dude. We both fist-pumped and high-fived, and we were like, yeah, get some! Get a hot dog! Let's go! <laughs> well, part of us is it literally came out of nowhere, because at this point, we're thinking she's your an unsuspecting kindergarten teacher who... Um, she's very gentle and very sweet, and then all of a sudden she goes straight gangster on him, and I'm like, what just happened? And that's when we get a glimpse of her dark side, which we find out later on when she and Dave are having their middle-of-the-night heart-to-heart, that she did have a dark side, and... She spent a lot of time in her teens following her favorite band around, which is why she was now in Australia, and she decided to stick around because she met a guy, she got roots planted, and she had to jump out of a hotel room window because she broke in to said hotel room to stalk Hanson, which is why I was singing Umbop at the beginning of the episode. She was obsessed with Hanson and, like, a little groupie followed him around all over the place, took her college money to follow them around. Yeah, and what's hilarious is that I know a girl that would totally do that. She is Hanson-obsessed, and they have, like, even to this day, there is still this tight-niche 
cult group of Hanson yeah. fans. Yeah, my friend Chelsea's one. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah. So we're, there's another one. She, uh, she sees them every year when they come to Epcot. Yeah. Um, they, she buys their beer. It's called Mm Hops. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> I want to drink it now. I'm not kidding. Hanson literally has a brewery, Mm-hops. and one of their beers is called Mm Hops. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, she, she. Miss Caroline was just following Hanson all over the world, and she ended up running out of money, and she met a guy, and she stayed in Australia. Well, but she jumped out of a window and broke her collarbone, for starters. Yeah, well, and then, like, so she got, yeah, she broke her collarbone and then ended up uh, helping out at the school, and then that's when she understood that the kids were the thing that was going to yeah. help, like, redeem her and things like that. Uh, but that it was hilarious when she's like, she's like, I was, fall-, it was, it was Hanson and Dave's like, well, cause, well, cause at first she H- said the she, she broke into this hotel room and she's like, and then you know, Taylor came running in and he caught me and he He's said like, he was going to call security or call the cops. And Dave was like, Taylor Swift. Cause up until this point she played Taylor Swift songs. And she goes, no Hanson. He's like, wait, like, like. The, the handsome brother like like, like Mbop. and she's like yeah <laughs> and he got real confused like, there wait it's just like yeah what's the problem <laughs> like, <laughs> what I, is I your question yeah, of course i was following yeah. hansen all over the planet yeah it's, it, it's like it was like kiss or something like right, that well but. i mean there are some of those um which is pretty funny but yeah, yeah the i'm gonna shank teddy mcgiggle thing was was pretty high up there all right, I think that brings us to the end of Little Monsters. What is your skull rating on this one? Okay, so so my final score, based off of all the criteria that we based everything off of, I'm giving this movie a 4.0. Mm-hmm. So this is a fucking high movie for me. I absolutely love this film. It was... It had everything that I needed in a zombie uh, film... The special effects for it, the zombies looked awesome. They looked like something like Greg Nicotero would would throw out. And also having them kill all the animals in the petting zoo, and you just see all the zombies just hovering around, just eating. It just was such up. a squishy experience. Oh, so good. And squelchy. Uh, and and seeing like all of the dumb people that would set the zombies off. Uh, like the 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 tourist uh, at the beginning, so they're all playing putt putt, and the zombies coming up over, uh, you know, coming around the railing, and one of the like the the Asian like family members are like they're like take my picture, take my picture, and they're like standing in front of the zombie, and the, the zombie, zombie like but, them, yeah, yeah, and I was like you dumb asshole, like. You deserve you you deserve what you got, sir. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but I think one of my favorites is uh, Josh Gad. Uh, he was so good as as Teddy, and I love it when you can take a character or someone that you know and love from other movies. Like I mean, I loved him in uh, Pixels. He also had that kind of like lovable, you know, childish kind of. He's yeah. lovable man child in that. Yeah, but I mean, you, but he amped it up a little bit with the the creepy uh, conspiracy stuff. But then, yeah, with Olaf, I mean, that's where we know him. Or, Book of Mormon, or even yeah, Book of Mormon, or even uh, in Beauty and the Beast as um, oh, he was great as LeFou. As LeFou, I mean, it, but that's where it's like when you get a guy that when you know him in these roles 
and then you throw him in something where it's like, holy shit. And he nailed it. Yeah. He knocked that right out of the park. It's it's really good. So he was good. And then Lupita, like, she was just straight gangster, and I loved how super, super, like, super mom she was. I mean, it was just, she, she mothered the shit out of all of those kids, and, you know, she kept it together and, and saved everybody out of a zombie, you know, apocalypse, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this one, it's, it's a four. Uh, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more zombie zombie kills. Uh, I thought she did great, but I little part of me was kind of hoping that maybe Felix would have done a little bit of the Darth Felix thing with the, the Force thing, and maybe, like, a, a zombie would have fallen into, like, a pit or something or... Right. Yeah, something like he would have killed somebody with his force and be like, oh shit, like that. Oh, I, awesome. I got powers. Yeah, but four four out of five enemy on this one. It's a 4.8 for me. Oh shit. Nice. I loved this movie. Especially going in with the incredibly low expectations that I had. I loved this movie. The only real downside that I saw was that a lot of the killing was happening off screen like there was no zombies and then there was suddenly hundreds of zombies we didn't get to see a lot of the action with that um but the the deaths we did see were amazing the special effects and the makeup were incredible um the actors every single one of them was perfect from little felix all the way up to lapita nyong'o who's been nominated for oscars so good um i really would highly recommend anybody who's got a hulu subscription jump on and and make a bowl of popcorn and and give this one a a look because it was funny in all the right places it was sweet in all the right places it was gory in all the right places there was enough tension because you had kids lives on the line that it all just it came together so beautifully so high marks for little monsters from the creeping it crew and i'm actually very surprised that you gave it that high because you're not a zombie person so the fact that you the focus wasn't on the zombies the zombies a lot of times i forgot that the zombies were there but that that's what i mean it's it's that's what makes a good zombie film in my opinion ironically you're not supposed to notice the zombies well no i mean it's like when you think about it it's like with like the walking dead yeah, the the zombies are the problem, but it's mainly what the people around are dealing with during this this problem, and that's the same thing with uh, one of my other favorite zombie films is Shaun of the Dead because they take that premise where it's a man dealing with his relationship, dealing with his life, and all of a sudden, oh crap, zombie apocalypse! Now how is he going to deal with his life? On top yeah. of that. And the, the zombies in those situations in Shaun of the Dead and here in Little Monsters, the zombies are really just the catalyst for yeah. change um, for whoever the fuck up of the movie is. Um, yeah. In Shaun of the Dead, it was Shaun. In this, in Little Monsters, it was Dave. But it was done really well. I can't say enough good things about this movie. I really am looking forward to watching it again. Um, oh, yeah. This is... I hope that they never take it down, and if they happen to remove it from Hulu, that it somehow gets put onto, like, a Blu-ray disc or something like that, and I'm gonna have to look into it and just see if they have it for sale, because I am buying this movie, like, if it if it's for sale, like, yeah. it's, it's great. But join us next week 
as we continue zombie month here through the month of November, where we stay down under, but we're going to take a hop, skip, and a jump over to New Zealand to cover Dead Alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> this, this is going to be a bloodbath, so it's going to be great. Um, before we go, just to remind you to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher at Creepin' It Real, R-E-E-L as a movie reel. Um, if you would like to participate a little bit more, you can email us at creepinitreal.cm at gmail.com. Um, if you have the holidays on the brain, like most of us do, and you like our show, and you like horror merch, go to creepinitreal.redbubble.com for all of your spooky merch needs. Um, sometime soon here, we're going to be running a promotion for either Black Friday or Christmassy type of thing. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Oh, yeah. And um, as always, like, share, subscribe, comment, review five-star reviews, because you know we're awesome, and you're awesome for listening to us. Yeah, we definitely really appreciate all the the love and support that we've seen on the show. So. We do. You've all been amazing. We can't grow oh, our yeah. show without you guys. So until next week, I've been Meg. I've been Mushbox. And the fuck they are real. <laughs>